What's up, Atlanta sports fans? My name is Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, the wacky-ass hijinks and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Hello, Graham. I'm trying to adjust to our new surroundings here and the new Adam Kalal studio. got to give it a different name, I think, just because, um, uh, you know... Adam Kalal Studio 2? Uh... Like a like a, a new name, not just like repeating the name or just calling it Junior. Oh, so it'd be like uh, Atlanta's own studio. Yeah, something like that. But we have multiple studios. That's true. The uh, the Tiger Den, the Abby Kalal Memorial Studio. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Respect though. Respect. Uh, but yeah, we're two grown men currently sitting on um, a carpet. No. I'm sitting cross legged. Uh, crisscross applesauce, I believe, is the politically correct way to, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. to call that. And Graham is uh, posing like some sort of ridiculous male model from the 1980s wearing uh, denim. Yep. Um, Sounds about right. But yeah, so we're, we're, we're adapting, but uh, we're here. Doing well, Graham. Very good. Yeah, congratulations on your new studio. Thank you. Um... We, uh, first, I guess we'll get this out of the way. We put an episode out today that we recorded. When was that? Like a week and a half ago? Yeah, not last week, but the week after, um, or week before. We recorded the week of 4th of July. And we were supposed to get it out. Unfortunately, I recorded my work computer and had to go in for maintenance. I had not had a chance to edit, so I didn't get the computer back till today. And why did you think that was, again? Why don't you uh, refresh the... Refresh my mind and tell, inform the users. Uh, what do you think really happened? Pornography. Right. Too much of it. Too much pornography. Yes. Screwed my computer. On your work computer. Yeah. And that was not the case? No. No. And I uh, got a new machine, though, and we got the new episode out today, and we're going to try to get this one out tomorrow, so make up for uh, lost time here. But since we've recorded, there's a lot of stuff been going on in Atlanta professional sports. Braves got uh, four all-stars. Fulte, Freddie, Marcakis. And Ozzy. Ozzy. Ozzy did, unfortunately, get beat out for the starting gig by uh, those damn Cubs, Cubs fans. fans. Yeah, yeah made, made a late push. Yeah. And Baez is, I mean... He's had a good year. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like he didn't deserve it. Yeah, he's a beast. It wasn't like Dan Ugler or something. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think any of us fully expected Ozzy to be an all-star this year. No. So. Let alone have 20 home runs at the all-star break. Yeah. We're not going to complain. No. But it's exciting to see these guys on the big stage, um, and I think specifically with Freddie, um, I don't think the rest of the world realizes how good Freddie is. No, they like, don't. Everyone knows, like, NL East people probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people probably don't, don't even know what Freddie looks like. Right, and especially with the Braves not being relevant really, really the last uh, you know four seasons. Why would they? Yeah, you know, on a national stage, they're not going to get a lot of time. So this is a great opportunity for him, you know. And, and Bleacher Report wrote a really nice article, uh, featured article, like nationally, um, about him today. Nice interview, talking about how he wants to be here forever, um, and how you know the way Chipper went about his business really rubbed rubbed off on him. Yeah, and he's like, you know, a lot of people said that I was. I'm paraphrasing what Freddie said in the article. He said a lot of people said I'm loyal to the Braves for. Uh, you know, sticking around through the rebuild and not demanding a trade or anything like that. And he's like, no, I, I feel loyal to them for them giving me that huge contract and believing in me and want to mm. you know, build around, you know, have me be a you know, big part of the future. And, and is no ego, team-driven guy. 
they talked a lot about the Matt Adams uh, thing where he went over to third base last year, so Adams can play first base. And uh, he was like, Matt Adams is a beautiful human being, and, and I wanted to do whatever I could to get him out of the field. And if that meant me playing third base, that's fine. Yeah. And I, I played third base in high school, so if people say I never played third base, can screw off pretty yeah. much. And uh, it just made you love Freddie even more um, than, than you already did if that was if that was even possible so that, that's a good article if you, if you got bleach report go go check it out um it's well worth the read and not that this is necessarily something that we care about but him being in this home run derby which you guys already know the result of yeah by the by time, the time, time of listening out. to this I'm, I'm gonna predict he hit three home runs and uh lost by about 18 to bryce i think yeah freddie got a bad draw when this was announced that freddie was the um, but actually be in it, one of the eight people in the Home Run Derby. And the Home Run Derby's format has changed over the years. Now it's a bracket format, kind of like the NCAA tournament. You got, I think, four or five minutes to hit as many bombs as you can. Uh, it's unfortunate that he has to go against Harper. When a lot of these uh, new players, like Max Muncy, uh, for example, gets to go against uh, Javier Baez. Although now, they're all good hitters. But like, no, no, they're all really good. Baez has raw power. Yeah. But it's just kind of like I would have preferred if Freddie's going against Max Muncy as opposed to Harper at home, probably jacked up, you know. And regardless of the struggles Harper's been having this season, he knows this park. He knows exactly what to do. He's going to hit probably like 25 home runs or something ridiculous. It's just a bad draw for yeah. Freddie. But it's awesome that he's participating. Hopefully he does well. And even if he doesn't, that's fine. And it's just cool that he's been able to do it. What I was going to say, though, this is an opportunity for him to get – nationally recognized and maybe even like pickups from sponsorships or something like yeah, no, nobody go. from Atlanta has sponsorships minus like Jack Matt. Jones and Matt Ryan. Right. Exactly. Um, but what I was, I was thinking earlier today, do you think if Julio wins that, is that the equivalent of a championship for Atlanta? Like, should we celebrate in the streets? Julio. I mean, I mean Freddie. sorry, if, Fre- if Freddie, if Freddie wins the home run derby, should we have a parade? I thought you meant if Julio Tehran wins the highest ERA award on a starting rotation. <laughs> um, actually, he had a pretty good start the other day. You know what? It's kind of like when Josh Smith in, uh, in his rookie season won the slam dunk championship. That's huge for us. That was our, our last our, championship. Our, I remember where I was. I, I was watching on a church ski trip in, oh. like, that must have been like ninth or 10th grade. I remember watching that at, on the slopes. Because it was so exciting, because it was the biggest Atlanta moment. Yeah, I remember where I was too for that, actually. Oddly enough, I was in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina at my uncle's house, and uh, I was like, I gotta watch this shit. Yeah, pulled out the Dominique jersey. Yeah. It was classic. Yeah, it was, it was, that, was, uh, that was awesome. But no, I don't think it warrants that, but it'd be, it'd be nice to talk about. You just hope that if he does have a prolonged uh, run, and nothing would make me happier than to see Bryce Harper lose in the first round at his home stadium, which would be quite appropriate considering that's what they fucking do in the postseason um but if he does that it doesn't have any ill effects on him moving forward i doubt it will i know a lot of people believe in that curse but you know i think it just comes down to the player honestly it's it's not like it's automatically gonna happen i was watching his interview today did you hear that uh he hasn't hit a home run in batting practice in like three years it's great because (laughs) well because all he tries to do is hit Line drives to left field over the shortstop's head. Right. I know that's his go-to, uh, that's his M.O., so it's kind of funny that he is going to do it. I also heard, uh, shout out to my mom, she mentioned this today. I don't know where she heard it, but she said, you know, she was talking to, well, she didn't talk to anybody, but she heard Freddie talk to his dad, and his dad was like, yeah, it'd be fun to go, you know, watch you do that. What the hell? And Freddie's like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. So, so it's kind of like just a casual so conversation. He was offered the oh, opportunity. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He was offered gotcha. the opportunity. His dad said, eh. Yeah. 
cool. ahead. It'd yeah. be fun. And uh, oh, so yeah. I know his wife's there, Chelsea, and the and the and the, and the baby Charlie, and the two year old Charlie. So that should be an awesome moment for Freddie and his and his people. So yeah. regardless of what happens, I think we should feel uh, an extreme amount of pride in the in the fact that these guys are in the in the All Star. Especially Mark uh, Hague's game. Like, yeah. that's, that's really cool for him. And he was talking about how his kids are old enough. They're like 9 and 12 or something mm-hmm. like that. That they can truly appreciate how big, how special it is for him yeah. to get this for the first time at, like, what, 34? Mm-hmm. So, good on him. Yeah, definitely. And this is the first time the Braves have had at least four All-Stars go to the All-Star game since 2012. Me, and I would like guess, you to, Let me guess who they are. I would like you to name oh. them, yes. All right, uh, 2012... So, Chipper? Yep. Justin Upton? Nope. Damn it. Chipper? Wow, that's harder than I thought. 2012. I don't think Freddie was a all-star. Nope. No, Freddie. Uh, who are pitchers? Was Huddy an all-star? No. Was Huddy even on the team then? Yes. Okay. Uh, zeroing in here. Ugla. Yes, Dan Agua was an all-star, believe it or not. Actually had a pretty decent first half from what I remember. Not Chris he, Johnson, right? No, not Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson was on was on the team, yeah, because of Chipper. He, he, oh, yeah, good point. Um, Hayward? No. Good Lord. Tehran? No. Kimbrell? Yes, Kimbrell was the third. Wait, have I said three already? You've said three. You said Chipper, uh, oh, Kimbrell, Agla. and Agua. Um, this last one's probably going to escape you. So first base, second base was Ugla. Shortstop at the point. Oh, um, what the hell was the shortstop back then, Graham? Simba. Alex Gonzalez. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Simba was the shortstop, but no. McCann. No, no, we didn't have McCann back then. We did have McCann. Oh, you we don't did. know anything. What the hell's the matter with me? I don't know. You're not a fan. Uh, who was it? <laughs> Michael Bourne. Oh, yeah. I would not have gotten there. Yep. You'd be sitting here all night. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are the four All-Stars then, and it's uh, it's kind of cool now because, honestly, like all of those players, right? You know, Chipper's obviously retired at the end of the year. Ugla, you know, we still think he's in his prime maybe. You know, he's coming off the end of that 2011 season. went on that run, had a decent first half, and then he got Bourne. But these are all players in like their, you know, we're in their uh, upper 20s. Or in the 30s, and um, with the exception of Kimbrel, you know, he's like, oh, that's a bright future ahead. It's going to be like 10 more All Star games for this guy. Whereas now, it's like youth movement. Freddie Freeman's still in the prime of his career. Ozzy Alves is a baby, and uh, Fulty, who's also very young, and Marquecas gets his All Star appearance. So yep. it's great. Um. Should we move on to what they've been doing on the field recently? Yeah, though? maybe we should. You know, it's funny, like, while all these All-Star announcements were coming out, and I, I remember I was at a bar, surprise, surprise, and I uh, Fox 5 News was on at the bar. Classic. I think all those... you, think, you think digital antenna? No. They probably have cable so. at the bar, yeah, right? I would assume so. Yeah. Um, and, and, Must be nice. And they it was, like, after the Braves had lost the game, and it was sort of glossed over the game, and they showed, like, all these interviews with, like, Freddie and Fulty and... Uh, couple other people and and Marcakis. And they're like it was like Freddie Freeman, all star first baseman, and Michael Dinevich, all star pitcher. And I'm like, well we why don't you throw more than five in it? You know, it, it just made me get upset a little bit because it was like 
there's all this attention on the all-star thing, which is great, but it's like, we're not playing too hot right now. We're sort of glossing over no. that fact. This yeah. is sort of hiding uh, the bed of shit we've sort of uh, made for ourselves over the last couple weeks. And Graham, I- I'm going to admit a couple things to you. Okay. That I'm ready to admit. Now. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, yeah, Danny Santana's awful. Yeah, he's, he's, he's horrible. I saw some stat. He is literally, the statistically, the worst hitter since 2012. Thank did, you. Did you give me that stat earlier? No, I wish I had. Okay, yeah. See, that <laughs> you need to do a little more research uh, for your arguments. Um, so I'm on board with you there. And Snicker back, batting NCRT first is insane. It has to stop. It's insane. It is old school ideology. It is the prototypical fast center fielder who you just say, that's a leadoff hitter. That's only, it's arbitrary. It's bullshit. Not taking into account what's going on. But I was happy to hear that when he was asked about NCRT, one against left-handed pitching, which he has struggled immensely this year against, and two in the leadoff spot, Snicker was sort of, uh, didn't really give a comment. Which okay. lets, leads me to believe that he's finally seen enough. Yeah. But the fact that it's taken him this long. I know he, he did the Albies uh, Cunha experiment earlier in the year, but then he went back to it. And he went back to it and just said, yeah, I feel good like this. And it wasn't like there was a, a fucking reason. It was just like, I feel like we're at our best when we're doing this. It's like, clearly this year we have not been. So what are you looking at? Right. So right. maybe he's finally getting the message. Or maybe he's realizing that, regardless, I think we're going to see some changes to the lineup coming out of the All-Star break. Well, yeah. Well, that last game against the Diamondbacks, we did. It was Ozzie Batten leadoff, mm-hmm. Acuna Batten second. And they put up the most runs they had in a week. Yeah. I just think you got to do it. Despite Acuna. Acuna's still not hitting. Though. Acuna's not hitting that much, but I'll take him heading up in the order right now over, over Ender, who's and doing literally nothing. Flowers batting fifth is pretty insane. I think Flowers has been bitten by a bit of bad luck. I think he his actual exit velocity and his you know his hard hit contact rate I looked up today is actually pretty good. He's just finding he's he's finding uh, he's finding gloves. Unfortunately, yeah, he's finding defenders as opposed to finding holes. So maybe that can turn around. Um, I'm not as concerned with him because hopefully if he continues hitting the ball that hard, he'll he'll start finding some holes and start getting a little more lucky. But Ender. Is having a lot of issues, not just offensively. Also, bad base running decisions. Trying to steal third in one of those games recently when um, Freddie Freeman's at the plate. Mm-hmm. Trying to tag up from first base and a ball hit the center field. Um, not hustling out a ball, which he got got, got him benched. Got benched for, yeah. which I respected Snicker for doing that. And he said, that what was even more concerning is that Snicker said, I've talked to him about this before, so this isn't the first time. Hmm. Um, but it reminded me a lot of when Andrew Jones was not hustling in the outfield and he got benched. So there's a lot going on with Ender right now. It ain't good. Yeah. I hope he figures it out with his all-star break. Yeah. I mean, he, the man hit 302 last year. Well, you know? Yeah, and, and historically he is a much better, if you look at his career statistics, he is a much better hitter in the second half than he is the first half. Yeah. So hopefully something's coming. I mean, like honestly, if he starts hitting more, and he's still playing good defense – he starts hitting better, that's like getting a free agent acquisition or something. Right. You know, because, like, he can really – he's not an all-time great hitter. He's not, um, you know, the on-base guy you're looking for at the top of the, of the lineup in terms of his on-base percentage. But when he hits, when he gets hot, he, he can string a lot of – he can get a lot of multi-hit games. Sure. So, hopefully, he, you know, takes the all-star break, figures some stuff out, and slowly we can start seeing some, some improvements because it's been a rough first half for him. But, but overall, yeah – Rough finish. Yeah. 
But at this point, we just got to take the fact that we're half game out of first base. First base. Half game out of first place. Yep. Ten, uh, ten games over 500 mm-hmm. still. Uh, we might look back in a couple months and be like, man, we really missed some opportunities there. Sure. The Reds and Orioles. Yep. And, uh, but at the end of the day, we're I'm happy with where we're at. Yeah, I, I am too. Given all the warts, if you had said that we would be in this position three months ago, I would have said you're insane. And the fact that we're here and able to like bitch about this <clears> stuff <throat> is a good sign, honestly, yeah. because we're we're we definitely are in a bit of a free fall right now. That we've lost th- uh, seven to ten, and um, I don't remember the last time we won a series. It's been a minute. The Cardinals series, I think, was the last time we won a series. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like we tied a series either. We lost literally every series we played. Oh, well, we split against the Blue Jays in two. Okay, we split against the Blue Jays, sorry. So yeah. there's one series we split. But yeah, we haven't won a series since the Cardinals, and that was the end of June. So the All-Star break couldn't come soon enough for this team. Yeah. Um, as far as trade rumors out there currently. Yeah, what you got? Um, so Anthopolis was interviewed... And he seems pretty adamant about not doing a rental. Yeah. Which it was great to hear from me. Mm-hmm. I am not about that rental life. <clears throat> he pointed out there's we've gone through a lot of shit to build this team up to where they are with the prospects. And while you have a responsibility to the fans and the players to make a move to improve this year's team, you can't mortgage that future. Right. Now let me ask you this. Do you think that also applies to... Because I think that, that question, even though he will not admit, he's always like, I'm never going to talk about a specific player, which is fine. This is this is prerogative. And Reynolds, yeah, I get it. But what about Ustakis? So that that's the one... old, like, yeah. like, $5 million or something? Yeah, so that's that's a different situation. Right. I, th- I think you could get him for more of a mid-level prospect. Royals are, I think, the worst team in baseball. No, nah, the Orioles are worse than them, but they're up there. They're yeah. Or they're down. They're there. down there. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. And um, so I mean, that's it's. I think I, th- I heard us and Boston want Mustakis. Right. When's the last time we won anything over Boston? That's fair. But, uh, well, uh, we did beat the Celtics in the 2016 playoffs, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, we did. Good for us. Yeah, that was the last time we beat Boston. Anything when they were First like time in ba- fifty years when we were. Like a when they four were the baby, seed and they were five seed. Yeah, they were the baby Celtics. Yeah, um, but yeah, Mustakis is out there, and I like this deal more than I did about a couple weeks ago because Camargo slowed down again, mm-hmm. and bringing in Mustakis gets rid of Flaherty and Santana. Like those guys got to go. Yeah, Flaherty. Fla- Flaherty He's hitting 190 since April yeah. 12th. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, uh, he's definitely he's definitely done. He is but, who we thought he was. Right. You know what? I'll give him this. At least he gave us something at the end of the year. Yeah, but it's it's over. It's I, I would agree. He looks pretty lost out there right now, which is a shame. But so be it. I. Uh, what do you think about like Mustakas? Definitely gives you a power upgrade. <laughs> right. He's got 18 home runs. Got a pretty low batting average. I think he's hitting under 250. But I think we're so power-starved right now. Like, we're not hitting a lot of home runs. Freddie hasn't hit a home run since the Cardinals series, I don't think. Um, I think we went, like, four or five games during this bad stretch where we didn't hit a homer. So we, we need some power in this lineup. Yeah. So I think if, if, if we can make that move and we don't have to give up a lot and it's a mid-level prospect, then I would like to see that happen. I think that's actually realistic. Only guys I don't, I like, I don't want to see a... 
Soroka traded, Allard, Tukey, um, you see Tukey? Ian Anderson. Yeah, Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright. Yeah. Those five guys are untouchable to me. Yeah, what about Allard? I said Allard. I don't, Allard. I don't, okay. I don't want to see Allard traded. Yeah. I think um, I would agree with you. So I'm thinking more of the, free, the freed caliber. If you, they say they went with Max Freed, take him. That's fine. Because, I mean, I understand you have to give up value to get value, but right. Moustakas isn't that amazing a value. No, he's not, but it gives you a little boost now and can inject some life into this this offense. That could be your five hitter now. We really should have just signed that guy in the offseason. You know what? In defense of, of Anthopolis there, he didn't think you were contending. He probably wanted too much money. I don't have an issue with it. Now is the time to make the move. And now is the time that Freddie Freeman, as we're recording, has just stepped up. Yeah, so we just took a break and watched Freddie versus Bryce Harper. Freddie, unfortunately, came up short. He had 12 home runs. Harper hit 13. Uh, but it was pretty close, surprisingly. Uh, you know, Freddie came out there and started just hitting the ball the opposite field, hitting, like, doubles into the gap and started to get going a little bit. Uh, wound up with 12 home runs, which I think we, is a lot better than we thought he was going right. to do. No, it's, it's very respectable. Um, they, they said the status the most uh, home runs a Brave has ever hit in the home run derby, but that doesn't really count when the old format was like, you get like 10 what, outs. 10 outs. You could take like 12 pitches. So that's that's irrelevant. a horseshit thing. Yeah. Um, they also stole your stat you mentioned earlier about how Freddie doesn't, hasn't had a home run in bad practice in three years. So Yeah, they, they didn't pay me for that they, stat. They didn't either. credit you. Yeah. I mean, and you came up with that. For yeah, Christ no, I did. Yeah. I did. What I the fuck? I knew that. Yeah. I've watched a lot of batting practices. Um, but yeah, at least Freddie's not going to completely ruin his swing. He just does one round. Right. No worries. Put on a little show, hit he, some home runs. And he's working on his stamina. He was clearly fatigued yeah. by the end. And, and Harper hit 13 home runs, but he hit his last home run with about 30 seconds left. So and then he acted like he won the World Series. Right, then he acted, yeah, which he'll never do. He's wearing, so. he's wearing some douchey bandana. Yeah, it looks like he's going to the fucking beach or something. He's the worst. I can't stand his ass. Unless he plays for the Unless Braves. he plays for us. Yeah. Then, then please come here. Love him. Right. But so it seems like him and Freddie are building up a little relationship, so maybe Freddie whisper in his ear, Hey, there's uh, thirty million a year for you if you come. Yeah. And we have a better team than your shitty team. He, he could probably see it. Yeah. But respectable effort by Freddie. We knew he wasn't gonna probably win and uh wound up banging out twelve home runs, so at least we weren't embarrassed. Exactly. That's all we can ask for in Atlanta. Yep. But I think uh, so. We're only a half game behind Philly, and the whole division's kind of scuffled up until this point. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out as we uh, progress into the real dog days of summer in August and uh, in late July. Move on to the Hawks, Graham. Let's go to the Hawks. Okay, it's a big trade that we haven't discussed in person either. Very true. I think it happened when I was out of town. Yeah, um, the Hawks traded. For Jeremy Lin. Yeah. And we also got the Brooklyn Nets, like, 2025 second-round pick. Yeah, we did, like, a bunch of bullshit, like, second-round pick swapping. Now, you're a big fan of Travis Schlenk there, Adam. Ooh, I, I don't know if I can say that anymore. After this, he's, uh, well, he, after like, this move? He, he just keeps making some questionable deals. Seems like not a great, uh, you know, we're taking on some, some salary that we really don't need, and we're taking on a player that has a... Uh, Extensive injury history. I think he only played about 35, 40 games last year. Um, that's not true. I don't know what the exact number is, but 
last few years, Jeremy Lin has gotten injured quite a bit. So I think I'm not a huge fan of this move, but I think what this means is Schroeder's, Schroeder's done. They've yeah. found something, and they're going to act on it pretty soon. But yeah, all I can see is, I mean, when Lin's health, healthy, he's a better shooting option than Schroeder. I, I saw some horrendous stats on Schroeder. Oh, yeah. Um, Break it down. I can't recite any of them off the top of my head. Though. <laughs> <laughs> they were bad, but it made me realize that like there's a lot more to him than just his like 19 points per game and seven assists. Like, deep, like last year the Hawks were better with him off the court, which is wild for who you would think is your best player, right? You know, um, but Lynn shoots the three a lot, a lot more respectable, and I think that they the Hawks see him. As a better role model to Trey Young, yeah. So than Schroeder, I would agree. Even though you got the injury history, even though you have salary taken on, at the very least, I think a much better passer than Schroeder. Uh, better head on his shoulders, probably be good for Trey Young. So, in that respect, I'm okay with it. Now, what do we have to give up for him? I think it's just taking on the con, the money. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I didn't, I don't remember seeing like who we gave up and. Uh, like some courtier, some like second round pick that would have never played. Right. So it was just, it was just purely a salary dump move for for yeah. Charlotte. But it seems like we didn't. Or was it the Nets? Who the was Nets. It? The Nets. Okay. It, was, it was it was essentially a three team three team trade though. Okay. Um, but it just doesn't seem like we got enough assets back for taking on all that money. Right. Well, how how long is uh, how long is the deal? You mean how, how long does Lynn have left on yeah, his deal? Yeah, how long do we have to deal with him, I guess is what I'm trying to say. He's got one more year left on. Okay. It's had a three-year deal with Brooklyn. Well, then I don't see... Then fine. So be it. Whatever. That, that shit comes off the books next year. We're not competing for anything this year. Uh, what's his name gets to... Trey Young gets to learn from a, a veteran point guard. The Schroeder thing needs to work itself out, though, because I don't think there's many teams that want this guy. I don't think they would have made that move if they didn't have someone to take Schroeder. just want to make sense. Unless, That's going to be a bad locker room. Unless the Schlenk's willing to eat that money. Right. So why are, why are you so anti-Travis now? It's just this move. He just hasn't done anything that's, like, given me much confidence with him. It, I mean... So you're all about Trey Young, though. I am, but it's also a very scary, risky move. Would you have preferred to have taken... Dunkage. That's the safer play. Yeah. I'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, regardless of what happens on paper, I would have taken Donkic. But, like I said, I'm still not ready to raft Trey Young. He had a really great shooting game the other night. It was like, what, 7 for 13 from three-point range, which was cool. Um, it was just summer league. But I think, you know, John Collins, I think a, the day after we were like, he doesn't need to play anymore, dropped 30 points. Yeah. And he was shooting three-pointers. Which was awesome. Yeah, he which he looked, didn't do last he year. He looks really. like he's about to be a beast. Yeah, like he looks like he has the makings of, uh, I don't know about being a superstar, Star. but taking a huge step in progression yeah. next season. And the Schlenk drafted him, right? Yes. yes wow. he did. That was his first draft. Give the Schlenk credit there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with this Jeremy Lin thing. I just hope the Schroeder issue is resolved very soon. because it, 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 will, it will get fucking messy in that locker room. Yeah. But not much else going on in the Summer League. I'm I'm kind of ready for it to be over. I think it's pretty close to being done. I think like a week or something. Yeah. So, in Falcons news, Adam Julio Jones appeared 
at Matt Ryan's passing camp. This is the one that he does in Florida that uh, not team-sanctioned? Yes, not team-sanctioned. So it's got nothing to do with the team. I mean, nothing to do with the organization. So yep. Julio's trying to show he's about his teammates still. That, that was nice to see. Yeah. That would have been really bad if he didn't go to that. Then something would really be, really be off of team chemistry. So hopefully they were able to get together, get back on the same page, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, not a lot to really look into there. It's just nice to, to realize that this this holdout, whatever we want to call it, hasn't gotten Julio to the point where he's like, I'm not even going to fucking show up with, like, my friends. Yeah. My my team to practice in a non-team-sanctioned activity. That's that's when you really start getting concerned. So, we'll see what fucking happens there. But it was it was one of the first positive things we can we can talk about around Julio in a while, so it, it's worth mentioning. Yeah, we're, we're, we're starting to sneak up on football season a little bit here. Training right? camp's, what, in a week and a half? Yeah. Something like that? Middle of July now? Yep. First game, usually, what, that first weekend of September? Yeah, and the first preseason game, I think, is August 10th. Ooh. So it's, it's really right on the corner. I think, right I think we played the Jets, and I'll be very interested to see if we have Julio's contract issue taken care of by then. Yeah. Because mm. it's it's a lot closer than we think it is. We've sort of even gotten to the doldrums of summer, gotten yeah, they, back into baseball, haven't really thought about football They that have much. to do something at this point, right? You would think. I mean, like, the last thing I think this team wants with a chance to go to the Super Bowl is to have their best player not practicing in the most critical part of the season when you really need to practice. I tell you what, man. If, they, if the team does give him what he wants, he better bring it this yeah. year. I want double-digit touchdowns. Like, I want 1,500 yards. Complete beast. You can't be sitting out for... When you've got set. athlete's foot. Yeah, on third down. I don't yeah. want that shit. Yeah. I don't know if he started doing that last year or the year before, but that was pretty problematic at, at, at various times last season. I remember there was this really key third down against Tampa Bay. I know it's Tampa Bay, but it was like it was like third and 12, and got a chance to get in the red zone. Julio's and Julio was just sitting there on the sideline, standing there just talking to somebody like he's you know at the fucking coffee shop or something. Like, what are you doing, man? I think, I think I could probably be the Falcons' offensive coordinator this year. Mm. Here's what I'm going to tell them to do: every single play, we're going to have Julio, Sanu, Ridley, all out there at the same time, and I'm going to tell Matt Ryan, "Hey, bub, it's your offense. No huddle, this bitch, the whole way down." Did you also put? Um, it's going to be unstoppable. Col- Coleman and Freeman on the same play sometimes. If if Matt Ryan wants them. I like your. You see I like my your point? Style. Yes, I see your point. <laughs> yeah. I really don't understand why Matt Ryan has not been given the power of. I'm not saying he's Peyton Manning, but the power of Peyton Manning to just run the offense. You know, get the play and then say yes or no, or I would like to call this play or whatever. Because that's right. Peyton had full autonomy over his offense, right. whether it be in Indianapolis or Denver. And I think Matt's earned that distinction, especially winning the fucking MVP. He's like, a why, damn. Why, why he's a damn ten-year vet. Yeah, and I know he can audible out a couple of things, but doesn't have that ability to call plays and it's a very set system and I don't know why it can't be a little more flexible for but it always seems like Matt. they look the best when they go no huddle yeah it's been the case for a few years now right so it is it is so mystifying Sark, Sark check your ego you have no reason to have ego what have you really accomplished yeah nothing I think one thing that's good for Sark is that there was a lawsuit that was happening, I think, when he was I think, suing 
Southern Cal for firing him for being an alcoholic. And he said there was there was something, you know, sure that, there's more to it than that. Y- yeah, and and I think that might have been weighing in on him a little bit last year. Apparently, that's resolved, settled. I don't know what happened. I don't really. He lost. He did lose. I, I, I know. I heard he lost, but I don't yeah. know. Like what? Like did he owe them any money? I don't know what. Like I don't know that part of it. No. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But he lost. That's done. So hopefully he can just like put that behind him as much as he can, and won't have that hanging over his, uh, you know, hanging over his head for the, the, the season. Move on from that part of his life. Right. Exactly. But he he's going to be under the microscope. I think more than any coordinator, any assistant coach. In the history of the Falcons organization. That's a bold statement. I don't think anyone is, has a hotter seat than in that, that organization's history than, than, than him right now. Because I think a lot of people look at to him as being a huge reason as to why we didn't go back to the Super Bowl last year. And that's not fair completely, but that's the expectation. And if he is seen as a weak link, they will pull the trigger, and he better, he better bring it. Because if we're not doing stuff by week four or five, it's done. And if it isn't, I'm going to be upset. At least we got Greg Knapp in the fold. That's a big. That was a huge acquisition to me. I wish he would have been just the coordinator to begin with, but I'm glad he's part of the team. I'm glad he's there to mentor Sark, and if necessary, he can probably step in and do it. I think yeah, that's, if that offense struggles through yeah. the first like five weeks yeah. or so. Ultimate contingency plan. Good move by whoever made that call. I don't know if that was Dimitrov, Quinn. Doesn't matter. I'm glad it happened. So. I'm. I'm now that we're talking about football. I'm kind of ready. To yeah, talk I'm getting a little jacked up. <laughs> yeah. So it's been, it's been a while since we've let ourselves go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. It's gonna be a weird week. We don't have any baseball to watch except the home run derby, and the All Star game, until Friday, uh, is when baseball comes back for everybody. So it's gonna be a little quiet. Maybe we'll get some Falcons news or something yeah. going on. But we'll see. We'll check back in next week, eh? Yep. Yes, we will. All right then. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. That wraps up today's show of Atlanta Zone. So until next time, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, same brotherhood, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitality. Hospitality.